0: the last 5150 podcast begins now good evening or good morning depending on when you're listening to the stream or should i say streaming of the podcast welcome to the last 5150 podcast i'm glad i'm here i'm glad you're here i'm glad we're all here glad we're doing this tonight this morning whenever it may be it's 10 35 p.m right now on a wednesday i'm recording it for you guys right now so here's the deal we talked about uh last month october i did a podcast called aerosmith pump and uh, you know an album that you know had a lot of meaning to me and i said i was gonna start doing these once a month well it's that time of the month again not that time of the month It's that time of the month when we talk about something that means a lot to me. And I figured, we might as well just do this one because everybody asks me all the time, Les, where did Les 5150 EVH came from? Well, it's not like some magical story. Well, it is a magical story to me. It's about a band named Van Halen and my love for that band. See, it all started that's the going back in time sound effect I can... look we're, we're cheap around here We can't afford special effects. I'm lucky to have Van Halen doing Panama at the opening of this segment all right Anyway so we go all the way back. I was a little kid and uh, I think I heard jump on the radio for the first time and I loved it but I wasn't hooked on Van Halen then. It wasn't until we went on a Christmas holiday with my whole family, we went to Tennessee, Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and we stayed, and we stayed in a log cabin, ran a log cabin for all the family to stay, and it was, I think it was two levels, maybe, I I think, I don't remember, I know it was two levels, because I remember going up and down stairs, but anyway, I found this uh, record collection, and in this record collection were some cool records, man. Some of them I knew, some of them I didn't know. But I'm going through these records and I see one with this baby holding a cigarette and a pack of cigarettes in front of the baby. Maybe he's got wings on. And I was like, oh, this looks cool. You know, as a kid, you know, you think, hey, the artwork was catchy, okay? So I put it on the record player and the opening sequence was 1984. That was the first song, it's the intro. And the intro leads right into Jump. And you may know Jump. You've probably heard it in stadiums. You've, you've probably heard it quite a bit. It's a really popular song. If you don't know, i suggest you go listen to it. But anyway, so I listened to the album 1984 from start to finish in At Law Cabin. And that album hooked me on Van Halen. So I became a pretty big Van Halen fan at that point. I wanted to learn how to play guitar like Eddie. I wanted to sing like David Roth. I wanted to play drums like Alex Van Halen. And I wasn't interested in playing bass. Sorry, Mikey, you're a hell of a bass player, but this wasn't interested in playing bass. I don't know why. Anyway. So. Yawning. Sorry, the medicine, that mechalazine makes me tired. Oh, God. Vertigo. Everything's spinning. Woo! Anyway. So. That's how I became a huge Van Halen fan. But it didn't stop there. I would, when we got home from vacation or whatever, I would set and I had this little boombox and I had a, it had two cassettes in it, uh, it's, you know, dual cassette. I would put in a different. I, I, well, first I got all the, I got a majority of the Van Halen collection on tape. I got every every one I could find. Uh, available cassette tape, and I would sit there. And the first one I started off with, and I don't know why I started off. With, I remember now. It just I remembered. I went over to a friend's house, Kevin's house, and his brother Patrick was a guitar player, and he had a Van Halen two tab book. And I don't know if you guys know what tab books are, but it pretty much has six lines, and it goes from the low E and the high E, of course, and it would tell you a number on that particular. String, so if it's on the E string, it would say five, it would be on the E string on the fifth fret. So you hit, you hold down five, and bang, you got your note right. So, anyway, he gave me a tab book of Van Halen, too. And I'd go through and I would listen to the tape, I'd sit there and carefully listen to parts of the song, rewind it, and listen to it again. And I would slow it down by barely holding in the play button to make it go real slow. So I could hear what Eddie was doing. Look, I was cheap back then too, okay? I couldn't afford the special effects like they have now. So, anyway, I would learn little licks. And uh, let's see, uh, out of love, Uh, I was on Van Halen too. And I would, you know, learn a little, learn the riffs, listening to them in slow motion. Oh, excuse my yawn. I'm sorry. God, I really do apologize about that. It, it's not I'm bored. it's not that I'm bored doing this. it's it's the medicine. it makes me sleepy and i'm I, I don't really feel like stopping and editing that out because I'm lazy right now. <laughs> so anyway, I would something like out of love again, I would listen to it and then I'd go back and play it on the guitar and I'd listen to it and go back and play it on the guitar. And I would learn that way and like you know learn the intro, you know, the core, you know the the, the verse. The chorus, the guitar solo. So I did that and I had a little cheap guitar. It was a it wasn't a cheap guitar. It was a Red Abanez Silver Cadet. I remember that guitar. Golly, oh, I missed that guitar. Anyway, my mom for Christmas bought me a guitar amp. And I'm sure she regrets that to this day. But anyway, I would plug into that guitar amp, and it, it had a little bit of distortion in it. But I wanted that Van Halen sound. So I would dial, you know, just mess around with chasing the tone. It's what they what does guitar players call it. I'd chase that tone, that sound, that brown sound that Eddie was notorious for. Um it didn't stop there. I got the CDs eventually, and you know, CDs, I I didn't find the CDs quite as useful as the tapes, because the tapes were so easy to rewind Pause and slow. So the CDs, you couldn't really do that. So I just stuck with the tapes, even though I still have the CDs, and I've wore the CDs out. Trust me. So anyway, I became a diehard Van Halen fan. I learned to do the tapping, the two-handed tapping, which uh, you can hear him do a lot of two-handed tapping and probably Judgment Day off of uh, For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge album uh, if you listen to that album that's the album with sammy hagar but you know i learned as many van halen songs as i could people would buy me birthdays and, and christmases and stuff like that they'd buy me the tab books first you know what album do you want this time and i'd tell them Oh, i want the tab for uh 5150 or i want the tab for um you know fair warning or diver down which i don't really know a whole lot of songs off diver down i'll be honest i think i know i know pretty woman the full bug and, uh, Secrets or something, but anyway, so, Hang them High, I'm sorry, not Secrets, Hang them High, but anyway, so I would go through and learn all the albums, and then, you know, at the time when Sammy was in the band, I was still a diehard Van Halen fan, I loved the Sammy stuff, even though a lot of people didn't like it, because, you know, you had the David Lee Roth side of things, that was, um, the partying and the heart, you know, just, just a party band. And Sammy was about falling in love and getting married and having kids and stuff. So, well, the later on Van Hagar albums were the first couple of Van Hagar albums were pretty fun albums, kind of very similar to the David Lee Roth stuff, in my opinion. And I'm going to grab a drink of water real quick. Ah, uh, nice. The uh, Sonny. Oh, I thought it was Aquafina. When did we switch? Okay, anyway, it doesn't matter. (laughs) It's like, wait a minute. So, anyway, I learned the Van Halen, the Van Hagar songs as well. And I remember getting Live Without a Net. I think that was the first Van Hagar official release live concert they released Live Without a Net in New Haven, Connecticut, if I remember correctly. New Haven but they called it New Halen which i thought was kind of cool. So anyway, i would watch his guitar solo live and you got to remember back then keeping up with our artists the only way to keep up with them was through radio interviews or MTV or what we read or you know what we seen. It wasn't like you could now just open up Google and type in Van Halen and you find out everything you want to about the guys. Back then it's just you know, a lot of it was rumors, but that's the only way you found out about them. So anyway, I watched that DVD and then you know would watch the guitar solos and see how Eddie would do guitar solos and try to mimic that and I remember sitting in the living room and taking that amp in there and Eddie would do uh, Eddie would do all these harmonics and, and basically a harmonic is where you lightly touch the string over a fret. And you get a you get a harmonic sound. It's like, but well, when Eddie hits it, he you know he has the Floyd Rose tremolo system, the whammy bar, like most people like to call it. So he hits a harmonic, and you can hit the harmonic and you can change the pitch. Doo. You know you can add sound effects and stuff like that. I know I sound so stupid doing this, but anyway, I'm just trying to give you an example. Then you can do pinched harmonics where you can pinch it. And it gives it a high... uh, And if you just go listen to any Van Halen album, you'll hear these pretty much on every song. But he's very cool. The way he does it is very cool. Um, So it's not the same thing every time. It's different. Just like his two-handed tapping. um, Which, you know, a lot of people, a lot of guitar players do it. And Eddie did not create it. I think he just took it and made it his own, and, and he kind of perfected it, man. I mean, now there's probably better, I guarantee there's probably better guitar players and better um, tappers than Eddie, but here's the thing that I always argue is, Eddie wrote songs that were hits. The guitar parts are very memorable. Like, if you think of um, Panama, bum, ba, bum, ba, bum, bum, as soon as you hear that you know it's Panama hot for teacher you know the beginning you know that's Van Halen you know Eddie wrote hits these other guitar players like Ying vay Mountain and Steve Vai and you know those guys they're good guitar players and I'm not knocking them at all they're excellent guitar players phenomenal guitar players they're just not hit makers they're not Joe Satriani though now he's I like his style but Sad that people couldn't get into Chicken Foot more than they more than they didn't. But anyway, nonetheless, let's get back to the Van Halen thing. So, you know, I became a huge Van Halen fan, of course. And we're up into the Van Hagar years. And I remember on the back of a magazine, I used to buy Guitar World all the time. And Eddie was pretty much on those covers all the time. I mean, you know, I can't remember a time when I didn't see him on the cover funny story (laughs) we even went as far as growing out a goatee and cutting my hair like him one time during the balance years i thought it was so hilarious but anyway i remember in the back of a magazine eddie was standing there with his foot on a box and it was that signature red and white stripe blanket cover in a box i was like oh man what's in there you know, and it's a PV and we're going to reveal it soon. I'm like, oh, man, it must be an amp. Eddie's coming out with his own amp. Now, he already come out with his own guitar, but they were so hard to find and so expensive. It was, you know, just, I would never try to get that guitar. It was the Ernie Ball Music Man. I, you know, and i still chasing that guitar. One of these days, I'll own the damn thing. I'll own the Ernie Ball EVH Music Man. Excuse my language. But anyway, so, you know, he came out with the um, 5150 Combo Amp. So that was the first piece of gear I bought with Eddie Van Halen's name on it. So I got the amp, and I'm like, okay, now I just plug this Ibanez into it and I'll sound like Eddie. No, <laughs> I didn't sound nothing like the man. Med- I mean it 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 had that certain um what's the word I'm looking for? There were hints of that sound from the amp. Because it was designed by him, but it didn't sound like him, and and that's because I'm not Eddie's unique. Just like every guitar player is unique, it's their fingers and their soul they're playing through, and and I learned that from my interview with Stevie Ray Vaughan, you know. But anyway, so I was I was young at the time. So anyway, got the fifty-one fifty combo amp, and next thing I come out was the PV Wolfgang EVH guitar. Now. I had saved up money, and I remember the day that guitar came out, I had pre-ordered it at uh, Guitar's Music Express, that's where I got it, It still got the tag on the guitar, wherever, I think the guitar's downstairs, this mama's prized possession I own, but I bought, I went that day, UPS dropped them off, and got Tad Taylor called me and said, hey Les, the guitar's here. You wanna come pick it up? And I said, Yeah, I'll be right there. Me and my friend Mikey went and picked up the guitar. At that time it was seven hundred and fifty dollars for the EVH Wolfgang Special Black. I got I couldn't wait to get it home, man. I could not wait to get that guitar home and plug it into that 5150 combo. I got home, plugged it into the combo, and to me it sounded like Eddie. I, Cause I had been studying his At this time, they had where you could get, uh, go to the Van Halen sites and you could get like amp settings. And somebody had taken a picture of one of his amps. Come to find out years later, it was a dummy amp and the settings weren't right, but I thought they were. (laughs) I mean, like, once again, don't believe everything you read on the internet. So anyway, I dialed it in and it did kind of have a brown sound to it. My friend Mikey's like, yeah, man, that's it. And that's when. Really just kind of just going crazy and learning every Van Halen song I could. You know, watching live right here, right now. The the DVD and the CD came out with it. <laughs> and uh so, yeah. So, the last 5150 EVH. The 5150 came from the amps. The 5150 amps, because I love those amps. And EVH, Eddie Van Halen. But, you know, like I said, I'm going to be dropping the EVH soon on Beam. And it'll just be less 5150. But that's my Van Halen story, man. I figured I'd share it and uh, give it to you guys. And, you know, hopefully you enjoyed this. Things that mean something to me once a month. Uh, Next month is another one that, if you know me well enough, you probably already guessed what we're going to be covering next month. But anyway, so I will say I have seen the band several times. I've never seen them with David Lee. Uh, Never seen him with Sammy. I have seen him with David Lee Roth and Gary Sharon. And by the way, I loved Van Halen 3. I thought it was a great album. I thought the lyrics were a little too deep for the average Van Halen fan. It probably kind of went over them, which that's how Gary writes. I like Gary Live. The dude is phenomenal. He's a phenomenal entertainer, Live. Awesome, sing, awesome, awesome, awesome vocals. If you ever get a chance, go check out Extreme. They're another great band I love. But anyway. That's going to wrap up the Van Halen segment. Thank you guys so much for listening. Let me know what you think. And we will see you next week on Monday. Thanksgiving week next week. Gobble, gobble week. All right, man. We'll see you. You guys take it easy. We'll catch you later. Bye-bye.